did you find this? Craig takes... Craig can Craig take here. huge loads. You can... Unlimited <laughs> number of participants on Craig, and he'll record it. Craig loves... That's right. The, big, the bigger the loads, the better. Craig's our king. That's right. Uh, episode 114 of TH Fantasy. We have a special postseason roundtable, so all your favorite bits are being shelved. Oh my god, we got a banger this week, guys. Just ball talk. We are just talking ball. No so guys. If he likes guys, do not engage. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We got yeah, we, we got we are, 14 we we got 14 balls up in here. I was going <laughs> to say are we are we one sh- no, we're like we got almost everyone from football absurdity right here. Way to yep. assume that we have really? an even number, well, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, Jeff is out. Uh, Mike's in the hospital, so that's not going to work. Um, oh, oh, no. Shit. Is he okay? Oh, no. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, obviously, he's not okay. He's in the hospital. Jesus. He's, I, I. No, don't yeah, say anything if you're not supposed to. He, Sorry. Especially not when Craig is, like, recording everything. He's in the hospital. My bad. That's, My bad. that's what go. I'll say. He, he's not, he's yeah, not guys, dying. Guys. Good for him. I'm, Hell, uh, yeah. I'm back oh, on my heater. All right. Uh, <laughs> how about Juwan Johnson last week? Uh, <laughs> I fucking I knew you were going to talk about this it. first, dude. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean like he's like your ten of ten on your mid tier shitty tight ends of the week? Yeah, dude, we know. Tight, we know. Ryan. God. So uh, if y'all couldn't tell, we got a lot of people here. We have a bunch of guests hanging out. Uh, so we're gonna go one by one. Everyone's gonna introduce themselves and uh, tell us who you are and tell us what NFL personality you could theoretically see as being on the Lolita Express. Uh, let's start with our regular hosts. Shane, go first. Hey, you guys know me. Uh, I'm about that action. I'm going to go with <laughs> who guy is not in the NFL, but who was in the NFL. I'm going with Jim Harbaugh. That dude's a certified weirdo. We're saving Ryan. That's for, future we're, Bears head coach Jim Harbaugh you're talking about. You show wow. some goddamn hey, respect. Why did the FBI raid your complex? I'm just saying. Whoa. <laughs> hey, you Whoa. know what? We had a defensive coordinator already get arrested, so we're upgrading on our head coach. Well, I, didn't want, I didn't want to take someone's heat on their guess, so I'm sorry. Wally, go ahead. Introduce right. yourself. I already put it in the chat. I'm going Brett Favre. We know he will defraud a, go- a state government, and we know he will email a picture of his penis to a reporter. I true. mean, he's 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 on that S tier level true. for that list. Yeah, That's he true. threw a pick on Epstein Island, and someone still picked him off. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Josh, go ahead. Uh, I'm Josh Chuboff, uh, and I think Urban Meyer is somebody oh. that is definitely on Epstein great, Island. Great guess. Great That's guess. That's a good one. That's a yes. good one. Um, that's okay. Legend has it he's still on the island. You got left <laughs> behind. Oh. No, that's um, Stephen Hawking. He's buried there. <laughs> <laughs> if that man's a national treasure to my people, right? <laughs> All right, Walker, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Walker Kelly, uh, from Football Absurdity. Um, y- you might know it. It's uh, my Maybe. my uh. I, I'm going to shock and awe you with this statement. Um, I believe that former legendary safety Troy Palomalu is on the Epstein list. Oh, 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 oh. Too much wow. juice. Still be here. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's the it's the angiochrome for sure. <laughs> um, Jeff Crisco left stem cells in that hair. <laughs> Jeff, Je- Jeff yeah. Crisco left us his his stuff in absentia, and he said Bill Belichick, but he watched special teams film the whole time. <laughs> so put it, they just put him on the it. plane. And he was like, "Man, I don't care where I am as long as I can watch tape." It's yeah. good. <laughs> Evan, welcome. Evan Hoovler, I applied to be an unpaid intern this company seven years ago. And while he said, nobody, you're sinking on this boat with us, you're co-founder. Uh, I, let's see, Epstein, uh, 2000. Gee, who was a super creep then? Oh, jo- John Gruden. John Gruden's my guy. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That's fair. Yes, good guess. Um. All right, uh, I'm going to go. I'm Tony. This is a show that we do. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to say something. The one thing I want to say about why I like Evan's guess <laughs> is because on that island, you know everyone's comfortable dropping the N-word. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Am Wolf. I wrong? Find, find a lie. Find Wally, the lie. Uh, lo- lo- Wally, lo- to my knowledge, is the, only, is the only POC on this person, so he can say that. Everybody else, to my <laughs> knowledge, cannot say oh, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, I'm so. sorry. I didn't realize it's saying rich, white, old people uh, saying the N-word would be such a controversial statement. You're correct. <laughs> You're correct. Bill, the room just didn't read it very Bill, well. Bill's Jack. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm with that. It's, it was the whole I was saying thing where I'm like, oh, I can't say that. I can't say that. <laughs> Bill's Clinton and James, or uh, Bill's Clinton and Gates are... Uh, Walking up to each other and then talking like the uh, Jesus is my N word rap video. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay when you say it here. Um, Ryan, introduce yourself. All right, my name's Ryan. All right, part yeah. of TH Fantasy. All right. I've got a couple like hypotheticals here. Like, one of them, like, I know he was young back no. so he probably was recruited there <laughs> oh, because 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 of his small hands can he pick it oh, oh. oh. that's a dark oh. one that's... also <laughs> also i feel like dom the bodyguard uh was that oh. was from philly right dom yeah. the bodyguard's definitely been on the epstein plane uh oh. okay that's good. Well, hey, big, you know, we, we did that. Met, that was was a football absurdity, but that big Dom implies the existence of big sub. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I want to use my powers for good. So I am going to say noted Nepo baby Arthur Smith yes. is on the Lolita Express log. Oh, canceled. That would be so funny. Yep. You, get him off that team. Grandfathered in. <laughs> yep. Well, you know that I'm not even going to get into the logistics part of it. Um, <laughs> all, all right, so so we got we got some questions. Like I said, we're gonna we're just just talk ball. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go through the first question that everyone is tasked with answering is, "What is your best fantasy flex of the year?" So it could be the sleeper you loved early on, the best league you performed in, whatever it is you call it. Ryan, start us off. What's your biggest best fantasy flex of the year? Oh my God. Um, I took kind of took this question another way. I thought you were talking about like someone that did really good, but uh, yeah, someone that you sorry, loved. That's not... yeah, the guy that you loved that you were 100% right on. Yeah, flex it. Be like, I'm I awesome. mean, I want to, I want to, I want to save that guy for question three, but uh, 
Some guy, some guys that I I kind of had a feeling about, and Shane was with me. Uh, Charbonnet did pretty well this no, year. Um, <laughs> fight, fight, no, fight! For for a rookie back for a rookie backing up Kenneth Walker. Yeah, but uh, the, the narrative was he was going to take Kenneth Walker's job. Don't you remember? I, I think don't know if I think I, I think we narrative. we we our narrative was it could be one A to one B and then Kenneth Walker just rammed it down our throats like he did every other team that week. So <laughs> yep. I I I think we can see a future payoff. I I still like Charbs. Uh, yeah. I don't, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> you're a <laughs> hater. You're a Charbs hater. Um. Okay. I I'm gonna get into Charbs much later on in this episode. Um. So then, Walker, what's your best fantasy flex of the year? I talked a lot of shit before the season about how Tank Bigsby sucked and Travis Etienne was obviously going to be the lead back in Jacksonville, and I was 100% right. correct. So that that was a great call. Uh, going into last week, yeah. Travis Etienne was RB3 on the season. So Now he's we, two. We, what, what, what was it that... Take those. Shane, what is it that you always called Tank? Tank, Tank Midsby? Tank Midsby, and we got flamed for it. And I was like, every time I watch tape, this guy on tape, I'm like, he sucks. I, I was right there with you. I was never a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect he, him to play, like, yeah, I didn't expect him to play as bad as he did this year. Like, he was one of the worst players in the NFL. But Yeah. Um, I terrible. actually think I did. I think he was a two-star guy for me. He, on my he was bad. System. He, he was really bad. And yeah, he sucked. He got drafted higher than he should have, and it was very obvious that he was nowhere near as good as Travis Etienne. But, as Jeff would say, have you considered that Tank Bigsby's bigger? <laughs> He's the big dom in that grouping. <laughs> um, speaking of, Jeff, his, uh, his biggest flex of the year was winning his home league. I'm sure it's got some clever acronym. Because um, they Bay all Area seem to fantasy league. Uh, Baffle. Yeah, the barf. Barf league. Yeah, Bay, Bay Area <laughs> regional regional fantasy league. Barf. Yeah. Yeah, the barf league. So I'm. Um, congrats, congrats on your barf performance. Um, Walid, what's your uh, your fantasy flex of the year? God, I have two of them that I really want to do here, and I'm trying to decide. I'm going to stick with the fantasy football guy, and it's going to be. I was screaming it. I was screaming it louder. I want to say than just about everyone this off season. David Montgomery was going to be awesome. That's true. You were the loudest person Our, in the room, RB like now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but in well, the context I, of, of David when, Montgomery, when I believe in something, <laughs> my entire life as a Bears fan has been me arguing people who say like David Montgomery wasn't that good. I'm like you fucking people his broken tackle rate on the bears was among the was lead leading leading the problem was he's always tackled like two yards behind the line of scrimmage so when you break that first tackle it doesn't mean that much and when he problem went to the was, lions i said i said he was, was going he to got be better to start than, on the bears what'd you say <laughs> so the problem was he got to start on the bears 100 percent. and just like every bear that leaves the bears and goes to another team they flourish I but I, I said it. I said he was he's a better player than Jamal Williams, and yeah. he's going behind that offensive line. And I said he was going to be the best value in fantasy football. <laughs> and I don't know that he was the best, but he's definitely top five. He gave you a good no, return I, of investment for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a the reason Twitter he's not word. the reason he's not the best is because of Raheem Mostert. Yeah. No, I was totally wins. all in on I was totally all in on that narrative as well. I was like, whoever goes oh, yeah. to Detroit is just gonna take that Jamal Williams role, and he certainly did. 
David Montgomery is a better running back than Jamal Williams. Not a knock on Jamal Williams. It's just David Montgomery's better. To be fair, Jamal and Williams behind that offensive year, line. So. Yeah, he's yeah. Well, that's because he doesn't have the offensive line of yeah. Detroit. Yeah. And and he wasn't um, the one. Well, and he went to a, play. He went to a team that playing Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it's all. It's almost like uh, having good offensive line talent helps you be better as a running it's back. All, and you got. Like, it's also crazy. Go ahead, that, uh, I mean, it's not. I. They're going to come for me for this one. I, I'm actually. I'm not sure. I'm allowed to say this, but Mo Williams was better than DeAndre Swift last year. And oh no, yeah, it's 100. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean. If you look at literally anything that isn't just yards rushing, DeAndre Swift's been horrible this season. So I, I agree. I, you know, kudos to the Lions for looking at a position that worked pretty well for them last year and being like, not good enough. Got to improve it. God, yeah, that, that was also the hardest part of drafting Montgomery for me in drafts was because I always would take Jameer Gibbs as soon as I could within reason. And then I had to yeah. look at Monty in the fifth and I was like, fuck, I really don't want to do both. And I'll I was be like, honest, well, I had I'll a couple of weeks where I just grabbed both. Yeah, it turns out it worked. It because it, I figured yeah, it, yeah, it didn't huh? kill you I just said, turns out it worked. No, it, yeah. It 100%, I, I knew it was going to because I said that David Montgomery was an upgrade to Jamal Williams, and I also said Jameer Gibbs was an upgrade to DeAndre Swift right. because Jameer Gibbs was not that far off of Bijan Robinson. That's another thing I said. And so when he went as high as he did, I just made me think I was right. There was some fucking take lord in the Football Absurdity Discord that said that uh, Jameer Gibbs didn't play at all like Alvin Kamara and. Well, apparently, according to yeah, he played better. According according to <laughs> every uh, every play by play analyst on Fox, uh, apparently he's Chris Johnson because that's the only guy they can compare him to. It's been every week the last month. Ugh. Interesting. I think he's Jamal. He's, he's, I, I don't I think, see that. At all. I think I think he's a much more complete player than Chris Johnson ever was. I like, I like Jamal Johnson. Charles. Yeah, Johnson was all. Speed. I like Jamal. It's just Charles. he was game breaking with yeah. it. I mean, it's. Gibbs, yeah, Gibbs is Charles to me, a guy who can. Jamal Charles is a much better comp yeah. for him. I agree with that. He can do it a lot of ways. Um, all right, all right, less lions. <laughs> Ever <laughs> lions button. Yes, <laughs> Evan. Evan, what's your fantasy flex of the year? Okay, so uh, Joe Mixon was going in the mid tens in auction, mid tens, and I said he should go for mid twenties, and translate that. I think he was going for the, the in the fifth round. And I said, fourth round. And everybody kept saying, yo, he had one game with like 57 points. That skews it. And it's like, this is not 2011 Doug Martin, where he's a rookie and he had four good games. This is Joe Mixon, who's been great forever. Just get him. And it's fine. And he is right now RB9 in HPPR. And that's a steal for mid-20s. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe Mixon's going to be, I think, pretty good wherever he goes next year because I think Cincinnati's a lot like Buffalo in the sense that they don't have a functioning run game. That, yeah, so, to where you plug yeah. in. Honestly, the ball? This, good to go. This year cemented zero RB a lot more for me when I look at Etienne, Walker, David Montgomery, and I think pretty of small. all the value you got in those mid-rounds. I'm like, why would you ever draft? And I think of the guys that I took early that really weren't, they weren't it. Can we just make a, can we, when we say zero RB, we have an asterisk that's also like 
unless you're playing with a bunch of other zero RB drafters. Yes. Oh, yes. 100%. It's about the value of the position. I, you can't you can't go zero RB, RB first round. It depends on how your draft is going. You always it's, have to it's go meta best dependent. Correct. It's meta-dependent. And for example, right. to, to, to latch on to what you were saying, Tony, is we have a guy in our Discord, JB, who's like, he's he's the meme in our group for IBL because he went like 89 and 5. But he we did a bunch of best ball leagues, and he was the only guy to consistently draft Brees Hall. And guess what? He scored like top three out of six of those leagues. So he made a bunch of money yeah. this year because he's like, hey, you guys want to let this guy fall? I'll scoop him up wherever I can and see what happens. And guess what? He won. Yeah. yeah. Um, Josh, your fantasy flex of the year. Well, I, I want to do a slight twofer. Uh, that's okay. I'm calling Please. the handicap card. Uh, and, <laughs> um, first I want to say, uh, one of our, uh, people on this podcast, uh, Waleed, uh, judged me for going zero RB in a standard league. I, I want to uh, point out that I, I, I'm going to jump. I was going to jump in and tail on this. Because you were a hundred percent right on this, and I think this is brilliant. Go and on. This is also this is also a league in which I have Kyron Williams, uh, David Montgomery, and uh, Raheem Mostert. By the way, oh my! Can God. I just? Uh, yeah. Oh no, this is that is literally the article where it's like these millennials paid off two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt. Here's how. Yeah. Oh well, his dad <laughs> his dad runs a Fortune five hundred company. Like, yeah. yeah. I remember Josh. I remember Josh asking uh, me and Tony and Wally questions over our like municipal chat that we have. That was a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "You can't start all these guys." <laughs> yeah. No. no. <laughs> yeah. No. He he. Josh Josh killed it this year in his two leagues. Man, he he crushed. That's second so, second in one, first in another. Uh, but anyway, my flex is actually a little bit of a my other flex that I was going to go is an actual story. So in every league, I think we can all agree that you just become uh, the target of somebody with bad that wants to give you a bad trade. Oh, and so for people. the for the entire season, I was targeted by a yes. team a team that said, "Oh, I'll, I want Amon Ross St. Brown." Because uh, I had him. I want Amon sure. Ross St. Brown. I'll give you uh, uh, Jordan Love and a bunch of shit. But just packaging <laughs> me shit over and over and over again. And then my quarterback uh, from uh, goes down in the, in the form of Joe Burrow, right? Sure. And so this guy smelled weakness and was like, hey, Jordan Love, Amon Ross St. Brown. Jordan Love, Amon Ross St. Brown. So I made a trade for Brock Purdy, like for, okay. to another to another owner. I'd made a trade for Brock Purdy, and this guy was pissed. And he <laughs> sends me a message that I says, and I quote, "Listen, you have you have an hour to undo that trade, and I'll trade you uh, Jordan Love, or like, or you know I'm gonna kick your ass in this league because we all know Brock Purdy ain't shit." That team had <laughs> Dak Prescott on it. Now, in the playoffs, Dak Prescott scored this man four points. <laughs> oh, wow. Suck it. And then he also went, because the comics league that I'm in is a two-week playoff. It sucks, but it, it's, it's, it's what awful. it is. I don't, he has to, he has um, to start guys this week. So, so do I. anyway, anyway. 
he also goes up against Amari Cooper oh, the <laughs> week <laughs> of the bomb. Oh, my God. Peace. And then all, all, all I did, all I did was quote the 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 uh, message in the, in the chat and just laugh at it because here I was as Brock Purdy winning the basically the championship. Yep. So fuck that guy, fuck that guy. I'll be honest with you, with the running backs you said you had to start every week, I think you could have put a zero at quarterback so and still I, I won that I want to point out, that's a different right? league. Right. That's his, oh, that's okay. his family okay. league okay. where he got second. But I want to point right. out, because he didn't touch on this thing that I think is crazy. That's a standard league. Zero PPR. And when we went, and I was at Josh's draft with this, and we were talking, and he's like, I'm going zero RB in a standard league. And I'm like, this is the wrong decision. Like, this is bad. And you know what? I was the, 100% wrong. So so because... if I could if I could um, kind of highlight my, my mindset, in, in the year 2023 that we were drafting, uh, all of the big names to me just seemed old, to yes. be honest with you. And so I didn't have any confidence in the Austin Ecklers. Like, in, I don't know, like, McCaffrey is the only guy on that list that I was pretty confident in, but he's also injury prone. Yeah, he's also injury prone. So, like, um, so then I go, I think I'm going to go zero RB. Now, the reason I got second in that standard league is because the receivers I decided to hitch my wagon to were Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs. But um, I think the process was... Was, oh yeah, they, no, they got yeah, you there. There's something. There's something Josh said that really stuck out with me, and that was that uh, like getting to stud wide receivers early when they were falling in value got you better touchdown production than shoring up your running back core late in the mid rounds helped you, and it 100 played out the way he thought it would because you got two top ten receivers at your receiver spot and guys are taking running backs early. They don't have that. Like it actually yeah. created a nice competitive advantage. And I want to point out, I auto drafted a standard friends league. Uh, this was going to be my second flex. So I'm going to just uh, patient hold it here. Uh, Tony's already heard me talk about this, where this league is a friends league. I'm only in it because like I, I've been, this is my college roommate, man. Like I, I, I love this guy. I hate a lot of the league because they don't pay attention, but I enjoy winning that league. But sometimes I forgot about the draft. I auto drafted. It also gave me a zero RB draft. And um, this guy refuses to create IR spots, and it drives me nuts. This man drafted Devin Achan, our commissioner, and then had to cut him because there are no IR spots. And in the championship league, oh my! God. I used Devin Achan. If Achan was on his team, he would have won. But he didn't, and now there are our our IR spots. You're welcome so, to can. I told you to start HN the last two weeks. Guess what, dude? You I'll tell you what, man. There's nothing bet that that's the only league I won this year. But that was the league I wanted to win the most, just so oh, I could yeah. be like everybody has great IR slots. Yeah. Um. All right, Shane, your flex. Yeah. So mine kind of goes along with Josh because I know I was a big Austin Eckler hater. And I think to me, I was trying to ride the line of is a breakout more important or is avoiding the landmine more important? And I think it's a balance of both. But I got a lot of pushback, rightfully so, on my Austin Eckler take. Um, But he finished as RB25 in PPR and RB22 in points per game. And I stuck with that with my guns. And I was rewarded for as weird as that sounds of not using my 104 pick against someone who finished 
within like eighth round ADP. Yep. Hell yeah. So I was with um, you on Eckler. The thing that I think people didn't understand was all of his value last year was PPR points, and Kellen Moore didn't really throw it to the running back that much. Oh yeah. Um. So my my flex is uh, on this show. We did a 420 spectacular episode before the draft last season. That was a good and one. and oh, it was a blast. I was uh, I was super high on Adam Thielen, and I had said that he was going <laughs> to return return at least six weeks of top ten wide receiver production in the future in that season. So I was high then, and I'm high now. I was right then, now? and I was and I I was right then. I'm right now. <laughs> who's stupid now, baby? Who's stupid now? I was overexposed to Adam Thielen in uh, best ball. I was overexposed to Mostert, Montgomery, a lot of the guys that like didn't pop at the end, but got me to uh, the money, which was the dance, yeah, which was the best. All right, question two. What lessons did you learn in 2023 that will make you a better fantasy football analyst? Uh, I'm going to start with Jeff, and his was stick to your guns, not the pop punk band. Um, number two, Josh, go ahead. I wanted to say like that I'm relatively uh, newer to this uh, level of fantasy football than the rest of you. And I think I learned a valuable lesson where it was just uh, listen to my gut more. I think I was so afraid of making mistakes as go, hilarious Josh. as that might so- sound like from the like rosters that I've listed off so far. But for example, to get Brock Purdy in the comics league, I, I traded uh, B. John Robinson. And while well, and I told you ballistic. you were an idiot. And you were so went, dumb. And Waleed went ballistic, but I had, I just didn't trust uh, Arthur Smith. Right, it wasn't so. that I didn't trust it, it. It it's not that I didn't trust Bijan. I I was watching Bijan and going anytime he got more than a like his share of opportunities, he was amazing. Sure. But also also I think Arthur Smith plays uh golf league in fantasy (laughs) (laughs) so so like you know i because i had uh drake london and uh bijan robinson at some point both great players i respect them a lot for the ball that they play they just play for a system that's shitty so arthur smith Smith is a football terrorist we can just call right right um so and so yeah i just trusting my gut I said, you always got to go with your gut, Josh, because, you know, I I appreciate all the research that everyone does that's involved in all this stuff. But in the end of the day, sometimes there's always that asshole that's playing on the poker table with you that just gets lucky and he knows he's going to bluff you and your gut, your gut hits, you know, and sometimes you got to listen, you got to listen to it. Or sometimes there's that. You do all this anal- anal- analytics for the week, and you go put your lineup in on FanDuel, and then the guy that wins the fucking million starts Mostert, A-Chain, Tua, and Tyreek Hill. You know, and and like, they all get, oh, like, fuck. four touchdowns apiece. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, Josh, I'm going to say I was mad at first because you started with my thing, but as you started talking, you made me realize how I, I just changed my answer completely on this question. Like, hmm. uh, Okay. Uh, Shane. Um, so we kind of all talked about this like passively before the season started and when we did our research, but I think outside of like my brain that I've been hammering over and over is like, I don't give a shit about size anymore. We're going to, when it comes to players, my big one is coaching is 
more coaching staff and situation to me is much more significant than people want to believe because there's obvious yep. takes here, like the Chargers with Kellen Moore and D'Amico Ryans with CJ Stroud, but there are sneaky ones. Um, even though they did finish high, was uh, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown because the Eagles are absolutely cooked without Shane Steichen. The juice is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm scared for that team going forward. And like, even though those guys did finish as top five players, that offensive <coughs> scheme is so abysmal that like. There was weeks where AJ Brown did you lose did lose you games even though he finished as wide receiver eight in sorry, wide receiver four in PPR and wide receiver eight in points per game. So right. I think to me going forward, I need to pick players who are in really good schemes and can be utilized appropriately as opposed to dumb shit coaches who don't understand how their players operate. I'm such a proud papa right now, Shane. <laughs> I listen. I listen. Um I then I'll just go forth because mine is uh, serious fantasy players without an understanding of both play calling tendencies and offensive line performance are always going to be playing at a disadvantage. And uh, my second little addendum there was how insanely reactive to single game outcomes we are as sports fans. Fuck, dude. Week one through four is just a misery experience. Tony, totally. I would actually expand that to say we are uh, way more reactionary from a year-to-year basis. One of the biggest things I do when it comes to fantasy football is look at the guy who I know is really good, who just happened to be hurt. And you will inevitably see that their ADP drops like two rounds for, because people forgot that for the last three years, you know, a great example. Remember what Ryan said when I said that I bet Mike Evans would have a thousand yard season this year. He's like, I don't like that bet. And you know what Mike Evans does every fucking year? He gets a thousand yards, like understanding, like, don't worry about that last year. Look at the long-term history. Like we are so myopic as a fantasy football society. Is that your uh, your lesson? No, actually, my lesson <laughs> was going. It was going to be don't uh, to trust your gut because I heard a lot of stats about how little uh, Miami ran to football, and that kind of got me off of Raheem Mostert. No one told me don't draft Raheem Mostert, but I just saw a lot of those stats. I, I like because two years ago Miami passed a lot. But Mike McDaniels is, is a smart coach. He adjusted, and he ran a lot more this year. And I want to get to running back on a high-scoring offense. And I like Mostert in his ADP, but I didn't get as many shares of him as I would have liked. And it was because I saw those stats, and it made me nervous. And if I had just been like, you know what? I think this is going to be a high-scoring offense. I'm going to take the running back and let the cards fall where they lay. I would have done a lot better this year. I but think the, the, thing, the, the, the big can... lesson is a gamble town lesson, and that's – don't put my faith in dumb coaches. As simple as that. Like, I don't care how good a player is. If his coach is an idiot, um, I'm going to get fucked. Sure. Everyone was weary, too, Waleed, about, you know, what was A-Chain going to do in this offense. So your natural reaction was to think, well, Mostert's going to decline a little bit, you know. But here's the thing. But, that, that didn't influence me at all because – uh, and Tony will attest to this. My thoughts on A-Chan was, I like him. I think he is too small to not get hurt. And I was right, but I did underestimate just how explosive he was, which kind of is on me because this college tape, like nothing I saw this year didn't correlate with what I saw in college. Well, that dude is fast as fuck. And I also think it kind of correlates too with average draft position, right? So like, what do you lose yeah. on that player's free, right? If you get them for six weeks and they score you 60 points every week, who gives a shit if they play 10 more weeks, right? You know you what? Got that's you, you actually, got your return. 
that's actually the lesson I think I need to uh I needed to have learned and I should have learned and I think I did learn that I should have said. And that's that um it's not like don't I shouldn't worry about the uh low weeks. Uh yeah. and I think you said you tested Zachy is the guy who kind of taught you that what you want is those weeks where a guy will get you like four weeks of 30 points are more valuable than a consistent 10. We don't play you can for get a sixth. consistent 10 somewhere else. Yeah. You're not I mean, playing. Yeah. I'm not playing to get sixth place in my league. It's and like, I think that's the lesson that needs to actually be learned here. Yeah, All right. It's like, go ahead, Tony. Oh, I was wrap up your point. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it's just like everybody in asking start sits of like, do I take the ceiling? Do I take the, the immediate uh, or like the, the floor? It's like, we're playing for a title here. You want the dude who can give you 50. Who gives a yeah. shit if he gives you zero? Because you're going to lose it either way. Just give yourself well, an opportunity. But in a sit start, it depends on whether you're a huge favorite or big underdog. I'm always assuming I'm going to lose. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I believe that of you. Ryan, your lesson, your 2023 lesson. All right, guys, do you all know that I love Derek Carr? So one of my biggest <laughs> one of my biggest lessons I'm learning this year uh, is to be wary of quarterbacks transitioning to new teams. Um, I should have seen it with Russell Wilson last year um, and taken the same lesson this year and not put too much faith in Derek Carr, which just made me have a lot of overexposure to Chris Olave, who did pretty good. Olave was fine. Wasn't, he returned on it value. It wasn't. Yeah, but there he had ups weeks and down weeks. It was. It, it was inconsistent. It goes, it goes back to coaching. Dennis Allen's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And Olave was really disappointed that Ryan's point wasn't that. Like I learned not to have faith in Derek Carr and not transitioning quarterbacks. Because that's where I was hoping oh, no. he was going. Oh, no, I've learned my lesson. Because Derek Carr's going to run shit next year. He's going <laughs> to You know what? To be, fair, to be fair to Ryan, this last month of the season, Derek Carr has been on points. I Dude, so with Olave and Shahid, oh my God, going to be awesome. Yeah. So, Just wait. So, so the Football Absurdity podcast with Mike Walker and Jeff, is it's wonderful. It's great. Uh, and so I listened to their podcast – and our podcast last week and ours is like here's the deal Juwan Johnson fucking rules <laughs> and their their podcast was fuck Juwan Johnson <laughs> Juwan Johnson is terrible fuck him forever <laughs> and I'm the like man it was 50 the difference is we have the tight end god hey last the last Sorry. time that Juwan Johnson was uh, both Jeff's stream of the week and Ryan's kind of shitty tight end of the week uh Zero. He had literally zero <laughs> yeah, points, zero. and I was correct. And then this time I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to yeah. do it again. And I got way too overconfident. Schrodinger's <laughs> tight end, baby. Schrodinger's tight end. Um, so, Walker, go ahead. Can you tell us your uh, 2023 lesson? Yeah, uh, pretty simple one. Um, you don't need to spend premium capital on a quarterback in one quarterback leagues. You just don't need to do it. Um, that's no. a big, sure. big lesson. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, there, there's so many options for streaming, even in bigger leagues. I mean, in my 14-team league next year, one quarterback, I'm not taking a quarterback to, like, the last two rounds. I'm just going to play matchups. I, 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 I want to agree with you, but I had, like, 75% exposure to Josh Allen, and honestly, not that bad. No, I mean, I, well, I... Probably, you know what you're getting. Though, is I have a lot more confidence streaming defenses versus streaming quarterbacks. That's yeah. just stream the Bears like I kept telling you to. 
Uh, I, th- I think it boils down to Walker knows ball, right? So it's tr- yeah, trust uh, trust the gut of Walker knows ball, and they know how to what matchups to play. Where I think that's a perfectly reasonable scenario to use. Yeah, I mean round round sixteen, Derek Carr, I, like no, scratch, uh, that, scratch that I'll, itch. I'll tell you, first half of the season, <laughs> if you if you grab if you grab Tua in those mid rounds, you felt really fucking good. Those got those of you who drafted Dak. Feel really good about it. You just wait. I'm going to get Jared Carr in 16th round next year, Tony, in a redraft. And I'm going to shove it in your face. The the description for this episode is just going to be a quote that says, Derek Carr in the 16th round, Walker Kelly. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You're you're signing off on this. Um, (laughs) So, all right, Evan, your 2023 lesson. You're muted, Evan. (laughs) Yes. My big lesson this year that it is it's super big because it's not only a personal lesson in fantasy football, it's a life lesson, is yeah, don't trust your gut. Trust your process. <laughs> During oh, the offseason, I tried to recreate the lightning in a bottle where I had Josh Allen the uh, pandemic year and Josh Allen flipped out. And I said, I can do that again. There's this bounce test thing. I got a good quarterback and stuff. But it's not about picking light in the bottle for me. It's about doing what I do. And what I do is auction management. And I've had a big transition in career this year from writer where you trust your gut to teaching first grade where you trust the process. And in first grade, let me tell you everything, every lesson, every math lesson, no matter what they say it's about, every math lesson is about teaching kids to add one to shit. Two plus one is three. Three plus one is four. Do that for 90 minutes and try not to go insane. And the student, the teachers, the teachers that do well, they're not the ones who are like, I came up with this amazing new way to figure out how to teach kids to add one to shit. It's the teachers who are like, everybody is adding one to shit. Are you adding one to shit? You're doing it. This is the process. Are you not doing it? You're doing it. And I've been looking at our uh, football absurdity discord and no one, no one, no one has come up to me. We get our flowers this, this week where people come up and say, Hey, Thanks to you and adding you for the advice. No one has come up to me and said, hey, thanks, Evan, for telling me to get Travis to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. Nobody, not a single person. They didn't like my gut. But many people have come up and like, hey, Evan Hoovler, thanks for uh, helping me win the championship. And most of these people, I got to say, I was like. Who the fuck are you? I don't remember yeah, you. Right. I go back and I look, and in the preseason, in the preseason, they were like, "Hey, I suck at auction. I was told to come here. What will I do?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, here's the process. Here is the process. You do this, 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 and this." So I'm no longer trying to come up with the breakouts. I'm just trying to figure out how to get you the players that are supposed to be good in your auction team in a way that navigates it as best as possible. And that's, that's a big lesson I've taken, not just in, in, in this, but in my career and in life. What's Evan, the answer to Trevor? What's one plus Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> an L. It's an L. My wife just said something. What'd you say, Annie? That's how I got her into bed. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That was Just edit. Just Thank you, Kevin was on the island. Just on the island. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, my God. We're all Disney employees here. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, question three. Who did you call to be great on day one? 
who turned out to be great. Um, let's have Shane start us off. So I didn't cover the Ravens in the offseason, but I did hammer that Zay Flowers was, in my opinion at the time, wide receiver two in the class, right? Puka Nikau, Windmill, yeah. Vince Carter dunked my ass on that take because yeah, he, he clearly is number one. JSN became number two. But I firmly believe that if an increase in ADOT and scheming does improve his Zay Flowers, for his rookie year, for going 77 for 885 with an 11.14 yards per uh, catch is what I want to see in a rookie with in a good system where he has an open yeah. wide receiver room to take care of. And every day in I wake offense, up. Yeah, in an um, offense where there's like four different runners on that team too. <laughs> and and every day I wake up and I think about how the Chargers passed on Zay Flowers and took Quinn Johnson. Dude. You and me were both on Zay Flowers, and I was all about Todd Monken in that offense. That was going to be my guy, but I'm going to I'm going to pivot here. I mean, Flowers is wide receiver 27, so it's not like a great investment in regards to like fantasy but finish. Among but, rookie but, wide receivers, he's wide receiver three, right? I, I I'm not sure. I have to look at the totals, but like in in regards to a dynasty pick of like 107 to 109, I think you he's feel a smash. real good about that. Yeah, a very. very I good I'll return. I'll tell you this. I took a lot of Will Levis at 108, and I wish I took Zay Flowers. No, you um, wish you took uh, Sam Superflex, I don't I don't I don't hate the Will Levis. Well, that's that's <laughs> true. Uh Walker, who was who was your call to be great on day one that turned out to be great? Uh well I I'm going to uh just just so I can like for ten seconds brag about how right I was about Isaiah Pacheco, I'm gonna throw it back to last year when uh I had a I had a day two grade on Isaiah Pacheco. He obviously lasted until the seventh round. Everybody said his production was fake. He wasn't going to have a good season this year. Blah, blah, blah. I was right. Anyway, um, <laughs> the I would say the guy, the rookie I was biggest on that had an impact immediately, and it was one of my bold predictions prior to the season, was that Jaden Reed would outscore Quentin Johnston this year. And who boy did he ever. Uh, <laughs> it was like in one game. Yeah, he did it. The, yeah turns right. out Jaden Reed quite good, and Quentin Johnston not quite good yet. Yeah, Stinky. it turns out being able to catch a football really matters for wide receivers. Yeah, and I, I saw a lot of Reed at Michigan State, and he put up stats despite having Peyton Thorne throwing in the ball in college. So I was like, he's got to be good, right? I mean, his quarterback sucks shit, and he was still productive. Zay Flowers, same yeah, thing. yeah, Jer- Jerkovic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go next because I literally wrote on my sheet, Jaden Reed was my dude in the pre-draft process, but since I'm writing this, assuming that Walker will go with Reed, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with CJ Stroud. Uh, I did not expect, I can't sit here and say that I called this rookie season from CJ Stroud, but I was high on, I was high, but I was way into the thought that like, he was the most pro ready prospect in this year's draft. Yeah, but he had a badass too, that so he dude, isn't no. worse shit. I think that Tony and I Tony and chance. I both had oh I think Tony that, and I both that, had CJ as one of our, our as our number one quarterback in this draft class from a pure talent standpoint. Yeah, I not from a fantasy standpoint, I did not. Yeah. But but Correct. and I we're, I was we're on the same wavelength. But yeah. Yeah. this in, way. Go ahead. CJ Stroud has a chance this year, guys, in, in this game coming up tomorrow or Sunday. Um, he no, has a Saturday. chance to do something. Or is it tomorrow? 
Yeah. He has a chance to do something no Bears quarterback has ever done, and that's to throw from over 4,000 yards. Um, <laughs> he only need yep. he only needs like 30 more yards to be to I think to break Jay no not Jay Cutler's record uh, was 39 something. Was be that uh, was that? Yeah, it was a guy in like yeah. Um, but he he's at 38 something. So yeah, he's there. at 3,844 yards. He's he's gonna break 4,000 yards. I can't believe that that guy did that with the Houston Texans this year. Yeah, it was yeah. it's it was pretty pretty fucking awesome. This is also I don't know if y'all knew this. This is the first time this year that the Texans have not played in the early window of a Sunday game. Ooh. Oh, every single game has been the early window on Sunday this year. Yeah, Which I think is kind of wrong. Prime time well, I guess they couldn't adjust it in the first half of the season. Right. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, all right. Evan, yes. who was your call to be great on day one and was? Evan? Remarkable going to me after that last AV disaster. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Always. Um, Always. So I was having real trouble with this because – I was pulling receipts and receipts, and I'm like, nobody. But then I looked uh, at even more receipts, and I realized that in my big money league, which has 14 teams, I've won week one, eight straight years. And I've had the top scoring team in three of the last five years, week one, and with, with two championships and one runner-up. And so my, my big week one winner is an auction. Spend your pounds on your starters and your pennies on players that will help you out down the line. Yeah. Brilliance. Yeah. I, no, I, that's right. It's perfect. Makes Yeah. He, you, yep. you should listen to him, folks. Um, I'm going to throw to Jeff in absentia, said Rashi Rice, which yeah. pained me with how much – Jerick McKinnon exposure I had in best ball this year. Yeah, Jeff, uh, Jeff like, was the like about as right about Rasheed Rice as anybody has been right about a player in years. Jeff, yeah. I I always want to pick his brain about guys of wide receivers because he calls them every time. Oh, Jeff is Jeff is really good at what he does. Yeah. Well, the like, okay, he had terrible hands in college. He was playing on an offense that was. Not, I don't know. His his tape was uninspiring to me. And well, the big thing is he was also playing on a broken foot his senior year. But but like when someone hits on a quarterback attached to Patrick Mahomes in fantasy, you could just be like, well, yeah, you of course you're going to get lucky at some point. But to Jeff's credit, like he legitimately just nailed it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Walid, who's your who was your call to be great? Okay, so this is uh, this is just so chalk, but I'm going to do it anyway because the thing that was driving me nuts this entire offseason, and I'm an auction guy, so everyone was saying the QB1 was Patrick Mahomes because of his last season. And my problem with that logic was that I was saying all offseason that Patrick Mahomes' season last year was the outlier. Uh, before that, he wasn't really ever higher than QB4 in fantasy. And the guy that I said that everyone should be taking as their QB1, if you're going to go high on quarterback, is Josh Allen. Because the last three years, he had been QB2, QB1, and QB1. And this year, he is back to QB1. Josh Allen, uh, I told you he was going to be the best fantasy quarterback, and he was. You, you were correct. 
and, uh, Josh, and it wasn't that hard to come to that conclusion. I don't think I did anything brilliant. It's just it's so fucking obvious. Right. Sometimes just play what's in front of you. Yep. Josh. Okay, so my non-rookie uh, that I picked up, and I believe that he could help me out in the early goings of the season, which I think we oftentimes forget that we need the early season to get us to the late uh, stages, uh, is Mr. Zach Moss. Um, and that man did the work. Uh, he doesn't exist on that team anymore in the stats <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, it worked out. He got us to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and then I also want to give a shout out to my rookie speculation. I don't do as much homework as you guys, but when I uh, picked up CJ Stroud as my backup, uh, I started looking at what his uh, wide receiver room looked like. And then it landed me on uh, Mr. Tank Dell uh, of, uh, you know, rookie sensation. Dog. And so, yeah. The tape just looked really, yards. yeah, yeah, it was really good, and that's with I, an injury, Ryan. Like that's right, that's with a broken foot. Yeah. yeah, he's done. Yeah. So this this whole round was actually a sociological experiment to see if anyone was going to be enough of a dick to take Ryan's call to be great on day one <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> of the of the we week. All, and I, and I, we knew, all knew, I, I will tell you right now, Josh and I had the conversation. We're both like, well, we're not going to take Sam Laporta. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, I knew when you, when you sent me this list of questions, I was like, all right, I'm going to go be going last on this one. Well, <laughs> all right. So, I, I love that. You, when you said number one, you're like, well, I was going to answer this guy for number three. And we all know who you were talking about. So Iowa product, 81 receptions on 113 targets, 860 yards, nine touchdowns, still has a chance to pad that stats a little bit more um, on Sunday. I don't know how much he'll play because Detroit's are going, you know, hopefully for me, Detroit's going to take the AFC championship or the NFC championship this year. Um, but Sam Laporta, Iowa product, when I saw Detroit trade away Hawkinson, uh, at the tail end of last year, um, I knew something was going to happen, and I thought that Detroit might try to fill with another Hawkinson-like player. And <clears throat> all through the offseason, I'm like, all right, this guy has went to Iowa. His tape looked really good last year. I got to watch him in a few games because I do watch uh iowa football a decent amount um this year was horrendous every game hit the <laughs> under even even the championship game hit the under they lost 35 to nothing and still hit the under at 36 and a half um, <laughs> um but there's something about iowa putting out good tight ends and when i saw him get drafted to detroit i was like oh this is this is heaven this this is heaven. He's he's gonna do awesome. Sure enough, sure enough. Sam Laporta is he tight end one? Yes. No. Yeah, he's tight yeah. end one. Did he break In our hearts. record? That's what I want to know. Break one. I <laughs> couldn't remember if he was, he might have been two, but I was like, then I was like, I don't think anyone's ahead of him. But, but yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to close with this real quick uh, before Walker says what he's got to say. Um, at the end of the Lions segment, I asked Ryan, who is second in Detroit for targets 
this year, and he said Sam Laporta, no hesitation, nailed that shit, oh. my guy. Yeah. Walker, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Uh, not really anything important. We're good. Lions fan. <laughs> Lions fan talk. We have an, a real-life Lions yeah, fan. Yeah, not yeah, just yeah. a made-up uh, one. Sam Laporta, uh, he's really good. Nailed he's it. He's really good. Just just crushed it. Um. All right. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun watching him all year. I got it. I got him a bunch and like super late rounds and redrafts, and it was just awesome. Unfortunately, did not because I was uh, I was following the rule that usually works, which is that rookie tight ends are usually bad. But uh, yeah, it turns out Sam Laporte is just like George Kittle. So you want to know? You want to know a lesson I learned this year that's going to make me better? I this year is the year I decided. You know what? I'm not holding to that rule anymore. If a rookie tight end might be good, like next year, I'll overdraft Brock, Brock Bowers. I don't give a shit. I don't care where he goes. I'm drafting him high. He's gonna yeah, be I think Falcon. so too. <laughs> <laughs> and Arthur Smith will be back, and we're all gonna hate ourselves a little bit more. Yeah, unless he goes to the he's gonna get to he's gonna get to the facility, and uh, Kyle Pitts is gonna be like, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, you you guys, that's fine because that just means that I can buy Janu Smith cheap. There you go. Because <laughs> yeah, that's that's, right. that's tight end one, baby. Seventeenth um, round, Johnny Smith. <laughs> all all I need are thirty six more pits yards to get his over, and I know in my heart of hearts that Johnny Smith is going to have like a hundred receiving yards in week eighteen. Johnny Smith cost me two games in the golf league by kicking so much ass. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyways. He's like the inverse CEH. What CEH is for regular fantasy football, Jonu Smith is for golf league football. Um, all right. So, question four: Of all the teams that you researched in the off season, which one surprised you the most, Walid? It's got to be the Bucks, right? I thought the Bucks yeah. were going to be awful. Yeah, that yep. was my oh. team too, Walid. I oh. did a bunch. I that was one of the teams I had to research on, and Actually, I remember. Purposely not spending a lot of time on it because I, I gotta be honest. I, was like, I, I no, actually want to no change my answer right now. I don't want it to be the Bucks. What I want to actually say is the Arizona Cardinals, mainly because for as bad as they are, the one thing I've noticed all year watching them schematically is how well coached they are, how interesting the concepts they are running are. They just have zero talent. Yeah. Like I knew Arizona to- was going to be bad. What I didn't know was how much I was going to actually enjoy watching them. Jonathan yeah. Gannon and rules, back, dude. And back to, what, yeah. back to what Walker was saying, too. McBride, yeah. second-year tight end, freaking killing it this year. I loved McBride coming out, too, and I was nervous. And then this year, it's kind of like, oh, they just needed to get rid of Zach Ertz. That makes sense. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, does anyone else have Arizona on their list? No, I do not. Uh, okay. Well, I heard multiple Tampa Bay's. Jeff was a Tampa Bay. Who else is Tampa Bay? I'm. I did Tampa too. I mean, I wrote down a couple, but yeah. Well, tell Tampa. us. Tell us your. Give us your Tampa Bay take. So, no, I just I I, I like I said I did I blatantly didn't research them a lot because I did not believe anything in them this year after yeah. Brady well, leaving the team. Everyone um, who said left, and, which was a problem, I didn't believe that. I thought that it was just all. Bold Todd Bowles, Bowles discussed this function because Bowles is up <laughs> in New York. Yeah, I, he really voided those uh, Bowles. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay. 
I'll yeah, I'll I'll let you guys go before I say my secondary one. But no, go ahead. Tell us what you got. I, my other team that I had written down was was Houston. Um, I thought you know Jacksonville yeah. would take the AFC South by storm, and Houston, if Jacksonville doesn't win tomorrow, they're out of the playoffs. Um, and what Houston has to win. I don't think no. I don't I think, think anything's on the line both, for Houston. Whichever one wins is in. If Jacksonville loses, right? Okay, yeah. And it, with C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, who saw who would have thought that Nico Collins would have over eleven hundred yards? I Tony never Tony saw Blue. that coming. Top fifteen wide receiver. <laughs> no, I was Tony not a Blue. no, I was not a Nico believer. S- well, I mean, you're a Nico believer. Getting... You weren't a Houston believer. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Singletary ahead, getting 800, uh, 850 yards. Like, I thought Singletary went to Houston to die, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, they, that, it must be the coaching and the, the rookies jiving with each other. But that team, uh, I'm giving them a, giving them a hand this year because yeah. they were fun to watch too. I, I like, want to point out that, uh, pre draft process, CJ Stroud was my number one quarterback. Uh, once the NFL drafts happened, CJ Stroud was my number three guy in uh, dynasty drafts because yeah. I thought well, everyone was, all was over the Bryce most Young. functional location of all of them. Sure. Um, all right, exactly, Josh. Yeah. Josh, who'd you Not, research? Guys, the Broncos are eight and eight this year. <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. <laughs> they, what are we that talking team about? Came out of nowhere. What are we talking yeah. about? I, this, all these conversations are great, but like they strung together eight football wins. They let, up, they let up. They let up like over like twenty five or thirty points the first like five weeks on defense. Then all of a sudden their defense was like, "Oh yeah, we're we're we're, we're good. Defense. Well, let's play. We're not against the Lions, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, that's a really weird eight win team. I I guess I didn't even really think about it. I would um, a nine win. All right. That yeah. You're right. All right, Evan, of all the teams you researched in the offseason, which one surprised you the most? Okay, this one really surprised me because I am a recent Baltimore homer. And in the offseason I'm like, oh yeah, they could they could win the division. And now it's looking like I'm trying to remember the best teams of all time. I've watched 40 years of football religiously. And I'm trying to remember, like, I'm like, okay, March is a victory. And I go back to the uh, 2009-16-0 Patriots. Uh, the teams in the division, nobody finished over 500. You know, every single team in the AFC North right now is over 500. So I went back to the 1999 Greatest Show on Turf. The St. Louis Rams. Nobody else was over 500. And I had to go back to the 1989 Niners, where two other teams were over 500, and they had the Rams, who were a Super Bowl contender, to be like, well, I think the Baltimore Ravens might be, if they continue the streak, up there in the best football seasons of all time. And I didn't, I didn't see that coming as a homer. I was like, I guess they might win the division, but maybe, you know, Pittsburgh's good, Cleveland's good, Cincinnati's good. So I was most surprised by my own team. 
this year. They they crushed the last two teams, which are the best two teams statistically against them. Yeah, that's what I went with. I don't usually go homer, but this time I'm like, what the hell is going on? If you keep this up, you will be in the pantheon of people the teams talk about with the 85 Bears and the 99ers and the 99 Rams and the 16-0 Patriots. You might be up there with best teams of all time. Yeah, I, I, no I'm going to tell you, I, I want to jump in on this here because I want to say, like, I've had this conversation with Tony. I think I've had it with Shane, too, where I'm, I'm, like, I'm a big Todd Monken guy. And I thought bringing him in was going to be a significant, like, upgrade to that offense. What I find fascinating is you're seeing it in the second half of the season. That offense is finally starting to get in sync. And you're putting that with a Baltimore Ravens defense that is just disgusting. Like, that team, like, I, I kind of agree with you. There's a chance if they can win a Super Bowl, they could show up as one of the best teams of all time. Because they're so complete on offense and defense. Well, it's two things, right? Remember when Lamar was told by everybody he wasn't worth the money? LOL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, number... you mean when everyone colluded to not have any more Deshaun Watson contracts? That's right. Yeah, and then num- and then number two, the Ravens could never uh, figure out the gas pedal, where now they just yeah. put that bitch all the way to 140 miles an hour, and they just let it ride for the whole game. Five touchdowns last week. Yeah. Lamar Jackson had. That was awesome. And again, I just... I just came into this team three years ago because I needed a hero for my diabetic son. So I was like, I guess maybe this will be something for him. And now, oh, my God, you exceeded my wildest research expectations. Well, yes, Thank you. You did but... all of this without, like, a running back under the age of 45 being able <laughs> yeah. to play more than three games. Well, if you, if you, here's the thing. If you have over 200 carries for the Baltimore Ravens, you die. That's just the rule. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Walker, what is your team? So I decided to go with the Jaguars. Um, I didn't really. I, I was pretty big in on the Jaguars this year. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, uh, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Engram. I had all of them in places, um, and it turns out that. Uh, Press Taylor and Doug Peterson just completely forgot how to design a pass offense, and <sighs> they just let their quarterback get killed back there for 15 games until his body broke down, and ran their running back directly into their offensive lineman's ass for four months, and it might end up costing them a playoff berth because they're too right. goddamn stubborn to realize that they need to open it up and air it out and. Let the big dogs eat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they tried. They tried to. You know, the the first the first week of the season when I was all over Christian Kirk and Calvin Lee goes out and gets like a hundred yards. I'm like, fuck. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Remember when we all panicked about Christian Kirk after week one, and then it yeah. turned out he was fine. Yeah, not us. We yeah. stayed digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, uh, but then it all it, it all came back into fruition until Kirk got hurt. But um, see, I kind I I find it interesting because I feel like the problem with Jacksonville is more in their running game in that. Doug Peterson is an Andy Reid disciple and just completely forgets about it. I feel well, like they had a more balanced true. offense. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence would do a way, lot better. But the, the way offense they only utilized of ETN was weird. Yeah, right. uh, the, the way they utilize him is just weird. Up the gut, huh? What? Yeah, yeah. just up the gut constantly. Oh, it didn't work. Uh, 
Charlie. Oh, you're in, you're in second and eight. Awesome. Sounds good. It's so, it's so crazy. With a bad offensive line. It's so crazy that he's RB2 yeah. on the season, despite the fact that he's been <laughs> used horribly the entire year. Right. Um, he is RB2 despite that offense. Yeah. Um, all right, Shane. This is my hubris. This is a, a similar take to Ryan of avoiding a team I thought was going to be absolute dog shit. And then Sean McVay uppercutted me right in the throat and was like, hey, dude, I know what I'm doing check this shit out we're like if i would have done my due diligence we could have all eaten so much right we could have had kyron we could have had puka we could have had matt stafford but no i had to go with the january 6th they're racist tyler higby so i want to say i'm sorry everybody <laughs> so well, you know, I think... the, the rams are making the playoffs and i think that's sick and i think it, it really breaks down my ability to understand that hey these ti- these teams might look like ass on paper but they're all trying to get paid and still trying to win. And some of these players are true psychopaths and like shouldn't be playing the game anymore, like Matt Stafford, but they don't care. And they're going to try to go, try to go win this game. And I think that's something to exploit. Well, that was something I think I said like week three. I, I don't know who I said it to, but I was just kind of like, why did we forget that Sean McVay is a really fucking good coach? Because they shut it down. And then we I was did. Like, oh, they're I done did. forever. And- and the thing is, they shut it down last second half of last season, but also they were right to shut it down second half of last season when you had the most injuries in football and you were just fucking doomed. And you're hemorrhaging, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It was. It just wasn't enough stones unturned for me, and I, I'm going to go forward and make sure I unturn every stone. Yep. Yeah. That's my new thing is like, have you shown you're a really good fucking coach? I'm going to give you a little bit more benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm going to ask you guys a question as I preface my team. Y'all watch the show Roseanne? Oh. Yes. Wait, 100%. before or after she got canceled? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm just kidding. So, so, well, it's funny you should mention that because I think my team that I really – that I, did, I, you know, I researched the hell out of them, but they still surprised me given what happened – is a lot like watching the show Roseanne in 2023 or 2024 okay. because happy 2024, by the way, um, because like, it's a great show. It's well-written. Uh, you know, all the acting is John great. Goodman. John Goodman's wonderful, but there's that one thing about it that you're like, well, everything other than this is great vibes. And that's why my team is the Cleveland Browns. yeah because because i genuinely like i genuinely like watching this team and then i have to step back and be like yeah but all these dudes are like really close friends with the rapist (laughs) yeah Yeah. no i i feel that because i'm like i've been feeling for years amari cooper is severely underrated as a receiver i love nick chubb but goddamn, if I'm going to draft players from that team, I just feel awful. And it's about it. to watch to watch Njoku the last week while you guys were narrating Thursday night football. Yeah, what that first half when he had like 140 yards. Oh my god, that was so fun to watch. Njoku was awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, like I they've been so okay. There's this a uh, thing you can use this tool called a Paul stretch that like stretches out a, a piece of audio and kind of extends it all. All of the good vibes in the NFL that were concentrated on Minnesota when like Josh Dobbs was cool for two weeks, 
Yeah. That, that's like how the last six weeks of the Cleveland Browns have been, but like Paul stretched out. Yeah. yeah. It's Joe, just Joe Flacco. I got to tell you, the the Cleveland Browns vibes are absolutely immaculate right now. Yeah. I think they're the team with the best vibes left in the playoffs. They're going to ragdoll KC out of the playoffs. Oh, shit. Bold. I love that. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm, I don't, I, I like, if I could put a I bet look at on KC, that, I, I don't know I what they can do against Cleveland. Brains. Holmes is going to have to have a, <laughs> a superhuman game. That's Chris the thing. Collinsworth is I, not the, right. I, I can't rule it out because Mahomes is otherworldly. Right. I mean, and you can't expect his yeah. receivers to drop every have... single good play he makes. So, I, yeah. you want to hear the crazy stat I heard? Uh, what was like? I think uh, Patrick Mahomes has like a sixty-seven percent completion percentage, and also has the most drops. In yeah, football. absolutely absurd. He's holy he, crap! That's insane. He's having right? a down statistical season, and he's still like a top six statistical quarterback. Well, right. Well, but his completion percentage, I think, is actually up there still on his career. Yeah, uh, but he, with the drops, right. that's insane. Yeah, he he's um, completely changed his play style, and he's still really good. So that's that's the mark of the best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the number of the best. Um, <laughs> all right, our last question. Thank you all for doing this. This has been fun. Our last question is, who did you love preseason that ended up sinking your fantasy season? So let's all be a little humble on our way out, and uh, we'll start with Walker. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I got to be the first one to say, oh, yeah, what an <laughs> idiot I was. Um, no, because they'll, they'll forget about it by the time this is over. Yeah, so... Yes. Uh, I've made a pact to myself for for this new year. Uh, my number one New Year's resolution is uh, hashtag no white boys 2024. <laughs> so, <laughs> in my home league, I we have one keeper, so I was able to keep Chris Olave for a sixth round pick. So that was a good start to the draft. At 103, I selected Cooper Cup. At 2.12, I selected Mark Andrews. Ooh. And uh, then I took Travis, uh, I took Trevor Lawrence uh, in the fourth round. So, yeah, uh, all, my, all my top white boys in the draft let me down. You know, and it, it's not Mark Andrews' yeah. fault that he got hurt. I, I, I don't blame him for He's that. He's so athletic. But it's, it's, Cooper Cup. The melatonin ratio wasn't right. It just sunk. Yes, in. that's right. I was just specimen. Look, the... I, I've always hated mayonnaise. <laughs> and, well, like, you know what? There's a lot of ways to win a fantasy title, but being sneaky fast usually isn't one of them. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Not be, true. You can't be a lunch pail guy and win your league. Right. Not gonna happen. You know what's worse than mayonnaise? Light mayonnaise. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the yeah. worst thing that's ever existed. Means, obviously, you didn't hear uh, Ryan's report on Cooper Cup. Or you would have known to fade that. That's right. You didn't hear my study on uh, Achilles tears. Hamstrings. No, it was hamstrings. It was hamstrings. 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 Yeah. What was it like? Thirty. He said a couple of men hands. Lay off him. All right. Yeah. Uh, old fashions. All right. Old fashions. My bad. All the best uh, sports science people have had a couple drinks <laughs> historically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just ask uh, David um, J. Chow. It's. It's science. Oh God! Oof. <laughs> Oof. That kind of. Uh, all right. 
Evan, who did you love that ended up sinking your season? Who didn't I love? Like, that's, let's look at my Discord darlings this year. Number one, Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Calvin Ridley. Number three, Najee Harris. Number four, Garrett Wilson. Should, should I, I can go on. Should I go on? I should. I can go on. Like, I don't care. I, I'm a masochist. <laughs> so, like, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a closer. You tell me who you like, and I will help you get those guys. That's my resolution. I will manage your team. I will add one to every one of your numbers. But, oh, my God, don't give me this missile from the base because it will fire into the sun. How you use football absurdity is what you do is you take my preseason rankings off the site, and then you just hand those to Evan, and you're like, this is what I use. Yes. And then Evan's like, I will get all the good players off of this. The blueprint was there all along, and I didn't follow it. I agree. What I love is that Evan sounds like he's doing a job interview right now. <laughs> like, I could go on. Would you like me to go on? What are my strength? What are my strengths and weaknesses? Well, yeah. you see, my weaknesses are my strengths. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of oh, yeah, loving too much. Job. I don't know why. My weakness is loving too much. Evan's my strength is being wrong consistently. So Evan Evan smokes too tough. Evan's His a, bitch Evan's is too a... bad. Okay, they'll kill him. <laughs> Evan's a people person. You know. I agree. I agree. Uh, Jeff's is too many to list. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> let me let me fantasy football text. Wait, that yeah. was an option. I didn't know that was an option. Can I go with that option? Yes. I'd like to go. Well, retract what I said. Well, let's retract have, what I said. <laughs> let's have Walker put Jeff on blast with a couple notables. If you could think of any off the top of your oh, head. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, there was the misplaced faith in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, <laughs> there was the insistence that Gerald Everett that. and Mike Kosicki just needed this one more year, bro. Just one more year, and Gerald Everett and Mike Kosicki <laughs> will break out. Hey, Miles Miles Gaskin is going to come back. You you shut your mouth. Uh, he was convinced. Uh, don't he was convinced Miles Sanders was going to be good this year. Uh, asterisk. Do not look up my takes on Miles Sanders. <laughs> Not important. I think, I think he just. I think he just Holstein's guy. Don't worry, I'll die on that sword. In five yeah, minutes. Okay. For you, yeah. So no. Don't worry. Yeah, no worries. Say, but, uh, I I knew that was your guy, Shane. But honestly, um, I mean, Jeff did really good in fantasy this year. He beat he beat my ass in like every league except for my dynasty league. Not in so, not in the experts league. Yeah, he, he finished uh, finished second in the experts league. So Hunter Hunter ass. Hunter was impossible yeah. to God beat in the it. final. So what are you I, I'm so mad. I I I'm so mad I didn't beat him because I did the uh, I'm gonna beat you with the Bears defense. I wanted to pull the Andy Dalton thing he did on me, and it didn't work. Playing out of spite, uh, Shane. Who did you love that ended up sinking your season? Just, just I picked that randomly, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Crisco here and and not Walker Kelly with uh, Miles Sanders. <laughs> I caped for Miles Sanders like the whole off season along with Jameer Gibbs. One of those dudes really paid off. One of them uh, probably will not be drafted next year. So my bad. I overestimated his ability as running back. I overestimated that O line. I overestimated Frank Reich. My bad. My bad. I, I just want to point out for the record that all the reasons you loved Miles Sanders 
and Jeff presumably loved Miles Sanders and Walker did not love Miles Sanders is the same reason why Rashad White hit. Volume, volume, presumed pass game efficiency, like there there's no re it's a literal coin flip between those two and they have the same situation and one of them just hit and one didn't it's and kind of here, here's of the funny thing rashad white from like fucking may of last year i mean i did because <laughs> i followed that i followed that train of logic guys tony to go further on that if we had thought that carolina was going to be the team that was the worst in football and tampa was an eight and eight team rashad white would have been the guy we were all stumping for I, yeah, I, I have really good and also bad news. I oh, remembered yeah. that we listed out all of our flag plant picks before the season, and I pulled them up on the Google sheet for the football absurdity okay. podcast lists. So, uh, okay, we're we're gonna go through these just the flag plants because all the other predictions we don't know yet. But um, sure, okay. So the first one listed is Mike Valverde, uh, flag plants quarterback Dak Prescott, pretty good. Hit W. Uh running back Alexander Madison. Huh. Not great. Um wide receiver uh Deontay Johnson. Uh, and tight end yeah. Darren Waller. Oh, oh my god. Oh, he started ouch. so strong. Yeah, dude. started right right off with the best one, and then it went downhill pretty consistently from there. Uh yeah. next one's me. Not what I mean, it wasn't my best performance. Uh, I was also felled by injuries in some cases. Uh, quarterback Justin Herbert, what are you gonna do? Running back David Montgomery. Before injury, you were right. Yeah, David Montgomery. Shout out Walid and uh, Ryan and most <laughs> pretty much the entire podcast structure of football absurdity. To be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver Mike Williams. Rip. And tight end Dallas Goddard. Uh, Ryan Johnson doesn't know how to Damn. make a functional also, offense. You, you got derailed by injury, so you have that fallback. Yeah, I, I if I wanted to be a real excuse man, I could I could go for it. But uh, some of those call, like Dallas Goddard didn't really do very well even when he was healthy. So, well, right, yeah. and he got a weird, he got a really bad start to the year yes. too. But he came right back. when he was starting to come back too is when he got hurt. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Crisco has Anthony Richardson, which looked pretty good until he got hurt. Yep. Uh, James Conner, correct. Nailed, Nailed it. Jordan Addison, correct. Nailed correct. And wouldn't you know it, Gerald Everett. <laughs> Man can't quit. Well, Gerald I'm glad Everett. he got one wrong. Yes. Yeah. He he cannot <laughs> quit him. Um. Evan, uh, he talked about all his guys already. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Najee Harris, Calvin Ridley, Mark Andrews. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> it happens. Um, it does. Lead. You know what? Wah, 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 wah. Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields, right? No, Justin Herbert, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was Waleed, a lot of restraint. Very, very surprised by himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I didn't think I had that level of restraint in me. You predicted, uh, you said Bijan, and specifically he'd be a top five running back. Uh, you've already covered Ooh, that. So. Oops. so wrong. Right. Uh, DJ Moore, correct. And yep. Kyle Pitts, incorrect. Oh. 
And now we have yeah. our well. You got a preview and what my who's going to sink my seat? Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Um, and then we have our yeah. uh, our gracious hosts, um, Tony's flag plants. Kirk Cousins would have been correct. Yeah, damn. Eric Henry, eh. uh, Amon Ra. He's got eleven touchdowns on the yeah. Nah. The problem is that he hasn't done anything else. Yeah. Yeah, wide receiver Amon Ra uh, should probably should have just w. been everybody's uh, pick because he loves proving people wrong. Yeah, in hindsight, well, I'm fine with DJ Moore. I'm yeah, fine that with one DJ was Moore. that one was good. good about that. And then tight end TJ Hawkinson. So Tony, pretty good. Yeah, gotta give Tony some Tony credit. Ball. Uh, Shane, Jalen Hurts. I don't really know. Good. I, yeah, I mean he's good, but like I think he's, he's a top three. He's a top three quarterback. Yeah, yeah. he's been tough, but yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders, as we've been over. Oops. AJ Brown, good. And Tyler Higby, not so good. Oops. Ooh. And then Ryan, uh, I'm I would regard this as three for four, honestly. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, which as we know, we were big on Lawrence as as a website, and this uh, yeah didn't, didn't do very yeah. well for us. But the rest of them are David Montgomery, Christian Kirk, and Sam Laporta, and the Lions absolutely oh, nailed it. it, and Kirk was doing well before he got hurt. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of my players like Christian Kirk. I mean, Calvin Ridley, that was one of my big narratives during the off season was that Kirk was going to do better than Calvin Ridley on the season. Cause uh, I didn't like how everyone just automatically thought Calvin Ridley would just be great after not playing for two years. I mean, he's, he's done good. He's got 910 yards mm-hmm. this year, but I Kirk, need him to get after... under 40 yards this week. If he gets more than 40 yards, uh, my, my under bet on him for the season is going to miss. Okay. But, Kirk, but Kirk, before he got injured was at 787. So he was on target to not catch as many touchdowns as Ridley. Um, but he was definitely in, uh, on pace to get more yards as I, uh, yeah had pointed out earlier in the season. Um, yep. And it's a shame that are they, they're talking about, he might come back this week, yeah. but it, um, I hope they don't rush him back. But at the same time, I hope he can play and get them into the playoffs. Cause at least that would win me a little bit of money. Cause I have Jacksonville and Detroit going into the playoffs. I also have, yeah, I also have, I also have Jacksonville and Detroit as the AFC and NFC winners. Speaking of that, I love that you did that. Walker, I love that you did that. That was spectacular. I do need to go. Thank you guys for a great show. This was spectacular. Thanks for having me. Good night. Thank you, Evan. Good night. Uh, Take care. So uh, just just Um, a shout out, Evan, one last thing from that sheet. There was one of us who picked Baltimore to get to the Super Bowl and also win it. Their name is Walker Kelly. Oh, 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 love it. I'm just saying. Nailed it. It looks good right now. Now, I'm not making any guarantees because we know where that gets us, but... What color's the logo? What color's the logo? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, let's move on. Josh, tell us, who sunk you this year? Uh, the inconsistency of the Buffalo Bills passing game. Uh, Bad vibes. I could That's not... I could not... Um, uh, nailed down who the main target was 
even though Josh Allen had a, a decent year, good year as a quarterback, I couldn't tell where the throws were going. So I had Stephon Diggs, I had Gabe Davis, I had uh, Kincaid at some uh, at some point, and it just uh, I couldn't nail it down. But that being yeah. said, I'm in second place, uh, so it's not. All I mean, bad, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had a, a weird year, and and from just the stuff that I saw, like he started off the year throwing three interceptions in this first game, and then that after that, just, yeah, and then after that, it just seemed like he couldn't break. He couldn't break just trying to chuck it down the field without a accurate right. target, and it right. just yeah. it was it just got out of hand, and he he had a good year, but in terms of like his rushing touchdowns and stuff like that, but it was, it obviously wasn't his best year, but he made, he made something out of nothing after the, I mean, the start of that the season. One. The problem was like Stefan Diggs, if you had him in the second half of this year, he kind of fucked you. Right. That was my, that was my other person. Cause I had a lot of exposure to him in redraft with Stefan yep. Diggs. Like Same. he just totally fucked me the last five, six weeks. And, it, it, and it's not like you, you just can't not start him. Right. You know, yeah. like, and it just, it was, it was horrible. And there is nothing worse than when you have a guy that you can't sit, who's just underproducing. Well, and right. the thing is, is he, it wasn't even like, he just wasn't getting the targets that you would expect to Stefan Diggs to get. Like, I think in the last, like, I don't know, three weeks, it's like maybe four targets, five targets, I think. Like. He's and, had under he's had under ten fantasy points like uh, six weeks in a row, like something right. like that. Um. Okay. So Walid, who sunk you? Bijan Robinson. I love yeah. Bijan Robinson. And to be fair, Bijan Robinson did not sink me. Arthur Smith fucking sunk me because yeah. I don't know. I liken Arthur Smith to the guy who buys a Ferrari and then uses it for commuting traffic into the city. Like, no, that's not what this car is for. You fucking use it. Hey, hopefully he loses on Sunday, and then they fire his ass. Well, I mean, even if he wins on Sunday, the Bucks would have to lose to the Carolina Panthers for him to make the playoffs. I'm just saying, if he and, gets ragdolled, they're going to be like, all right, clearly you ain't it. Yeah. Right. Hopefully uh, they do it in, in embarrassing fashion, though, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like Do a missed t- field goal opportunity like going they, for like it. they call him out like they call him out for the the coin flip at the beginning and then they just instead of doing the coin flip they just fire him right there. <laughs> Arthur Smith is so bad no. dealing with his offense that I'll say this: if Arthur Smith is back next year, I guarantee you Jameer Gibbs will go before Bijan Robinson in redraft. That yeah, sounds I think accurate. He's, I think he's. Yeah. I think yeah. And I, like, don't get me wrong. I love, Jameer, I love Jameer Gibbs. But Bijan Robinson should be the number two running back off all boards if we're going solely on talent. Sure. All right. So Ryan, who sunk you? I mean, I I kind of cut in on other people's stuff, but yeah, I had I had Christian Kirk. It was you know like my I had so much exposure to him in redraft just because I was so confident that um he was going to have 
more exposure to the pass game like he was getting before he got injured and then once i lost once i lost him like a lot of leagues too i like i just said i had christian kirk and stefan Diggs. so once kirk got injured right. then i had Diggs in there and it's just like it tanked a lot of my redraft seasons um a couple leagues i got lucky one league i made it to the championship game with kirk on that roster um but that's a, a higher scoring league and uh i i had a pretty decent lineup in there and tony knows we have a giant bench in that league too so it rules um yeah it's pretty fun i love um, you just yeah so so christian kirk uh was on on par to get over a thousand yards um this season or on target and um the other guy like josh was just saying for me stefan diggs just totally fell off the map um, some guy you look to and redraft dynasty anything uh any fantasy you look at it dfs and it, you're, you're paying up for this guy in dfs to get you seven and a half points like, <laughs> like it it yeah it's it, he was just so underwhelming the last part of the season um and he killed me in a lot of my a lot of my stuff it was just bad vibes um, man that whole yeah. team, the, I know I said it, and I hate to laugh, yeah. but it was just bad vibes of like, what is happening here? Like, their windows are closing rapidly. Yeah. I think you're right, Shane. Like, after that first game of the season, it was, it almost felt like that Buffalo team was going to be cursed. And it's evident, like, they were eight and six going into last week. And now they're nine and six. They but... feel like old Cowboys <laughs> teams to me. Like, yeah. AFC old Cowboys teams. Like, like then they're injured to hell and like, Von Miller has been a complete bust for the piece of shit that he is, right? They gave him $120 million. Right. He's played, like, two games. Right. Yeah. And hasn't he had allegations of, like, battery or yeah. something as yeah. well? He's been on yep. the, the do not start list or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I will wrap this by listing the guys that sunk me. I have two. I have a quick one. One is uh just the nature of the game. The other one is my hubris. So I'm going to start with my hubris. Uh, Zach Charbonnet sat on my bench all year, and the one week I should have started him, I didn't because he was playing Dallas. And oh no, that was his best game by far. The so, game where no one punted. Yes. So thank you, Zach Charbonnet. And then the other one that was not my fault was that I actually want to like give myself a a boost for was seeing the snap share start going towards Tank Dell really early in the season. And so I had a lot of Tank Dell. And he was my yeah. early season pickup that ended up hitting. And him getting hurt, like in my big money league, the fact that I drafted Terry McLaurin, I didn't feel like I fucked up because I had Tank Dell. And I was like, oh, okay. Terry McLaurin doesn't need to be a fantasy useful player. He doesn't have to be a... I, sorry for asking you to be a wide receiver too. Like I just... Right. I got a guy that's way better at it. And so as soon as Tank Dell went down, I I was like, that's it. It's done. Yep. We done. we need to do we need to do like um a segment, Tony, where it's like guys I like for no reason. Because oh, got like Terry 40. McLaurin is on that list, is on that list for, for me. Like I think he's such a good football player, but I don't know how I have that opinion because He's not played like good football for a long time. Producing. That, yeah. No, that's not the problem. Isn't 
Terry McLaurin. He's it's a good Ron Rivera. Player. It's Ron. Yeah. It, it's like there's a reason you like him. It's because you watch him. You're like, oh, he does these things. He's really good. Oh, Sam Howell's his quarterback. Shout out to uh, Jeff Crisco's guy he likes for no reason, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> He's a giddy guy, dude, for sure. Yes, that's right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Donta Foreman guy. That's a good guy to like for no reason. I, if Donta sure. Foreman could just learn how to fucking block, he would be with a team for 10 years. He doesn't need to. He just runs touchdowns. But no one will hey. sign him long term because you can't put him on the field in passing downs. I don't know why, but I really like Tegan Quitoriano. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I don't know why. Yeah. You just like him because no one else knows who he is. <laughs> Ryan's a tight end hipster. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> That's right. And, That's right. Anybody, anybody, go ahead. Yeah, everybody knows mine's Chase, Chase Edmonds, Edmonds for sure. Good. It's it's. I've I've loved Chase Edmonds since he was fourth round pick out of Fordham, I believe. Went to and okay, yeah, 2021 dog. Yes, he was good for Gaia. he was good for like eight games. Uh-huh. And also, Gaia. I wouldn't I, I would be lying if I didn't say anytime Taysom Hill bullshit happens every year, I'm like the season <laughs> it's here. <laughs> I love me some Taysom Hill mainly because of how much he pisses everyone else. Oh, off. shocking! Like especially when he started getting running, like when right? he started getting running production this year. I'm like, oh man, he does everything. Like, and yet we're all like, well, he's not that good. The problem is, yet like, every time he catches, like, yet every time he catches a touchdown, everything. every time he catches a touchdown, we're all like, God fucking damn it! <laughs> Listen, rode, is the best thing that COVID ever did was Taysom Hill bullshit? I I rode Taysom yes. Hill to the Scott Fishbowl playoffs. Hell yeah! yeah. I'm so mad I didn't get invited back this year. I subbed in last year and I didn't get back in this year. And I made the playoffs last year. Uh, I have a yeah, a guy I like for no reason is Rondale Moore. Ugh, yeah, at this point, I have, at this there, point it's not looking good. It's definitely not looking good. Uh, I recognize it. I think it, he's going to have a 10-year like, career. Oh, he just won't be fantasy. Yeah. Relevant. No. Yeah. He's I I think he's fun. He is fun. He's like Diet, really, really, really zero calorie Debo Samuel. Dude, I honestly, with Rondell Moore, like when I think of him, I think of everyone telling me, like when I was watching David Bell tape, all I could think was, damn, Rondell Moore kicks ass. And David Bell sucks ass. David I, Bell I was really good in college, like and it's he's just too slow. He was good in college when he was slow as shit. Yeah, he's too slow. Yeah. I, I tried. He was one of those guys I was when, like, tape over athletics, and it didn't work. Uh, no, well, tape over athletics. I agree to an extent, but when you're that slow, yeah, he was just. Is someone that watches college tape only after the fact, like after these people make it to the league? I think people get confused when they watch like grown ass men, like uh, yes. stiff arming toddlers, yes. and then it's yeah. like, oh, these are so good, but then they get out there with other grown ass men, and it's like, wait, why aren't you punching toddlers anymore? Yeah, well, that that's like, why it's so fun when you get that football player who gets to the league and he's still punching toddlers. Well, that was like our CJ Stroud take, right? It was like, oh, he has, he's had bad competition, and then he just torched fucking Georgia for a whole a whole game. Right. Dude, and we're like, right. oh, there it is. Those that's a if that's a grown ass man beating grown ass man. Game, 
where he's playing all defensive players who went to the NFL. Yeah. And he, he just made teams. them look ridiculous. Yeah. This is shots fired at my Pierre Strong love from two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know a guy who I really grew to love this year? Jake Bobo. I just like his name. That's all. <laughs> That's all. So I'm gonna throw out a preempt. My guy's gonna be preemptive because I still think but Tony gave me a lot of shit for saying that Chase Brown was the RB3 in this class after Gibbs and Bijan. And I still hold to that. And I have no idea if I'm right, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. As it's my not guy. as it's not as bad as Tony and I's Sean Tucker take. It's not Sean it's not Tucker's over. Was cool. I love it's, Sean Tucker. It's not over. He's next year's Kyron Williams. Book it. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. There's my take. All right. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for our uh, our year long roundtable. Uh, that was fun. Um, any last thoughts before we go? Uh, shout out to Mike Evans for being Mike Evans this year. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Great job. I, I, I started the season. I, I started the season. Thirteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, there are three it's things ridiculous. we can be sure about in this world: death, taxes, and thousand-yard Mike Evans receiving. I season. I would like to give an Un- apology to Mike Evans because <laughs> I I started calling him East Coast uh, Tyler Lockett, and it was it's pretty clear that <laughs> that Tyler Lockett is West Coast Mike Evans this season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, yeah, but other than that, that's uh, a perfect way to end a lovely evening. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, for let me take a breath here for Craig, for Wally, for Walker, for Josh, for Ryan, for Shane. I'm Tony. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week because we keep making content and we will forever, for better or worse. So, good night, everyone. Lions, good night. Good night. Derek Carr.